Not Pastor Che's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is open. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we give you thanks for your word this morning. And I thank you, Lord God, that your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you, Lord God, that your word is here today to pierce and divide our hearts. It's here, Lord God, to expose us so that we can see ourselves as looking in a mirror. And I thank you, Lord God, that, Father, today, you're wearing me like a glove. That, Lord God, you'll be the substance of everything that's said. That by your Spirit, you'll touch every heart. That they would hear, Lord, not just my voice, but, Father, they would hear, more importantly, your voice speaking to the deep recesses of their hearts. And at the end of this, Lord, we promise to give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, and everyone say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Praise the Lord. Well, two weeks ago we began a series called Jumbo Faith. Jumbo Faith. And uh, one of the things that uh, we did is, is we recognized that faith is one of the most important aspects of a believer's life. It's so important that it really uh, forms shapes. It really de uh, determines so much that happens in our life. And yet, it is one of those areas that isn't really taught as much as it ought to be. And so as we went into the series a couple of weeks ago, one of the things we found out was that faith is the confidence and conviction that we have in the truth. Or another way to say it is this. Faith is confidence and conviction in, no, in who God is and what He's able to do. When we recognize and we come to this place where we're so confident that God is who He says He is and He will do what He says He will do, then we will see the impossible take place in our lives. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Jesus said uh, that to him who believes, anything is possible. Amen? And so what we recognize is uh, faith really, if, if we want to define it, is really having this confidence that God is who He says He is, and He will do what He says He will do. Now, we need that. We need that faith. We need that confidence about who God is, says He is and what He will do, to do three things. Number one, we need it in order to please God. Uh, the Bible says, for without faith, it is what? It is impossible to please God. In other words, uh, God gets pleasure when we have confidence that He is who He says He is and will do what He says He will do. Are you with me? Uh, we need faith not only to please God, we also need faith to possess God's promise. Every promise that God gives you is given by grace, but it's received by faith. I'm going to say that again. Every promise that God has given you is given by grace. We don't deserve it. 
but it's received by faith. We believe God for it. Jesus died for you and I by grace, but we receive Him by faith. And until we receive Him, it's a gift that's not received, even though it's given. All right, you know what? You know what? The, the other day, I, um, I went on Groupon the other day. I don't know if any of you use Groupon. Well, I went, oh yeah, praise the Lord, sister. I see, a, I see a witness. I see that hand. All right, look. So I went on Groupon the other day, right? And um, on Groupon, there were these movie tickets and stuff. You know, there's like $5 to go to a uh, studio movie grill. So I bought some of them, okay? And, um, and I sent them to my wife. And I said, hey, babe, if you click on this link, you can get the Groupon tickets so that we can go to the movies. Well, guess what? I gave them. My wife didn't receive them. Because they're still on our email. Say, I'm getting to it, I'm getting to it, I'm getting to it. That's how many of us are like with Jesus. I'm getting to it, I'm getting to it, I'm getting to it. The gift is given. It's not received. It can't, I can't go to Studio Movie Grill and say, hey, guess what? You know what? Um, my wife sent me some Groupon tickets. I just haven't, I don't have them because I didn't. They're not going to take that. Every gift is given by grace, but it's received by what? By faith. By faith. Here's the third thing. It's also, we also need it to practice God's word. In other words, we won't do what God says if we don't believe He is who He says He is and He will do what He says He will do. You got to get that. We won't stop lying unless we believe that God will be our vindicator. You see, we won't stop cheating unless we believe that God will be the supplier of all our needs. We won't stop doing the things or start doing the things that He says we need to do if we don't have faith, believing He is who He says He is and will do what He says He will. Amen. Amen. And so that's why we need faith. And then what Pastor Evan showed us after that was that faith without works is dead. You know, the proof of your faith is in your actions. The proof of your faith is how you behave. Your behavior has to line up with your belief if your belief is going to be authentic. Because if you believe one thing but behave something else, you are in this kind of flux. It's, it's called, uh, uh, psychologists call it cognitive dissonance. It's, it's a place of being uncomfortable because you say you believe one thing, but you're doing something else. It's the guy who says, I know smoking will kill me, but he doesn't stop. There is a discomfort that he feels. So what happens to somebody like that? Here's what, uh, James says, your faith is dead. Psychologist says this, one of two things will happen. I agree with them. Here's this, you're either going to change your behavior to line up with your beliefs, or you're going to change your beliefs to line up with your behavior. It may kill, but it won't kill me now. And I know other people who smoked and lived to 103 anyway. So maybe it doesn't work for everybody. The beliefs change to accommodate the behavior. What James is saying is this. If your behavior doesn't line up with your faith, eventually your faith is going to line up with your behavior. Are you with me? So eventually you start to believe what you said you wouldn't believe because your behavior starts to influence your faith. And then we found out that the, there's a, a link, a missing link between uh, your faith and, and your actions. And that thing was, was belief that was manifested through speaking. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, uh, 
we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore I have spoken. This is just review, guys. Just, I'm, I'm reviewing. I'm getting to the real thing here. So, I believe, therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. And the reason why our works oftentimes don't line up with our faith is because we won't even say words that line up with our faith. Man, if you're afraid to speak words that line up with what you're believing, then how are you going to behave according to that belief? Well, well, praise the Lord. Say it is right. <laughs> we need to say it. Say it. <laughs> That's why faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word. Because it all starts with a word. It always starts with a what? Word. And we've got to say it. So therefore, our words... Watch this. This is jumbo faith now. Our words, our works, and our, our belief have to line up in order for us to walk in faith. I'm going to say that again. Our words, our works, and our beliefs have to line up in order for us to have faith. And when those three are not in agreement, we are not actually operating in faith. It doesn't matter how much you say you believe. If your words and your works don't line up with that belief, you will not accomplish what it is that you're trying to get done. So what's stopping us? Sometimes uh, we do this. So what's stopping us from walking in faith? What's stopping us from not speaking? What's stopping us from, from, uh, for, from believing? What's stopping us from behaving a certain way? I'll tell you what it is. We have some enemies. We have three main enemies we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're calling these faith stoppers. Last week, Pastor Evan covered the first one. It's called fear. Can you say that with me? Fear. 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 Now, what's the deal with fear? Um, you know what? We, we, we spoke about that story. You remember? Jesus was in the boat. He was sleeping. Uh, the storm rose up. The disciples are going, Ah, my God, I'm going to die. Oh, Jesus. Wait, he's there. Jesus. You know what I mean? And so, here it is. The place is going crazy. Jesus wakes up and he says, Peace, be still. The whole thing shuts down. And then he turns to them and says, Why are you so, watch this, Why are you so fearful why have you no faith? In other words, what he's saying is that when you have fear operating in your life, you don't move in faith. In fact, I'm here to tell you this, that fear is probably the number one enemy of faith because fear causes you to become paralyzed and causes you to not do what you think God is calling you to do. Because anything you do by faith is always going to require some risk. Because if it's by faith, then it requires that God does something that you can't do. And if you're going to depend on God to do something you can't do, it means you've got to put off fear and step out. Whoa. And the problem is this. You know what the Bible says? Peter says this. Peter says that the enemy goes around like a roaring land seeking whom he may devour and one of the things about a roaring land is this it's, it's, it's really really cool when you think from the land's perspective because the land can roar and small animals such like rabbits and stuff like that will get frozen in their tracks because all of a sudden the fear hits them oh my i'm supper tonight 
And once that thought hits them, I am supper tonight. Instead of running, even if the rabbit hole is right there, something in them goes, I can't move. And they get stuck. And Mr. Lion just has to walk over. (laughs) Watch this. The rabbit becomes paralyzed because of a thought, not because of a reality. And the issue with fear is this. Fear is often created by what we imagine, not what actually exists. So we conquer our own faith by simply imagining what could not, should not, maybe not, suppose not, maybe it's not me kind of thing. And it stops us dead in our tracks from doing the thing that God has called us to do. Are you hearing me this morning? So much so that some of us haven't gone for the promotion. Some of us haven't gone for the job. Some of us haven't even asked the girl out because of fear. (laughs) That's next week's message, right? But you get what I'm saying. Because there's a fear factor, isn't there? There's something in us that says, you're going to fail. And because of that thing, we stop and we don't move into the things that God has called us to do. I had a friend one time who... um, who thought he was going to have cancer. I don't know why, but he did. And every time he had a pain, he thought it was cancer. He said, man, boy, I don't know what happened to my finger, but I just started feeling this little lump right here. I'm going to go to the doctor because I bet you it's cancer. <laughs> what? Man, he'd eat something bad, throw up. I wonder if, ah, you know what I think it is. I don't even want to hear, man. I don't even want to hear. Because this guy was just like every single thing. And I don't know where it got sown in his life, but something in his life, somebody said something, he saw something, and all of a sudden he received this word in his heart that he was going to have cancer. So everything that happened to him was cancer. Everything. Praise God, he got saved. And when he got saved, here's the thing. God delivered him from the fear of death. So no, he don't care if it is cancer because he's not afraid of death. Oh, you see, you see that? Uh, here's the thing. He would stop doing the things God has called him to do just to go and check it out. I can't, I can't, I can't go to work today. I can't, I can't do this. He, he was actually a musician. He would write songs. And here's the thing. He would stop writing just to say, can you check out my finger? He would stop doing what he was doing because of fear. It wasn't real. It's like, uh, I think Joyce Meyer was the one who said, uh, fear is false evidence appearing real. That's what fear is, right? It's false evidence appearing real. It is, it is a prophetic image. Watch this. It's a prophetic image of the enemy's desire for you. Fear is a prophetic image of the enemy's desire for you. So fear is really having faith in the enemy. I need to catch this. Fear is having faith in the enemy. So what's the cure for fear? Pastor Eben told us last year, uh, last week that you've got to, one, first of all, recognize the source of fear, that fear is not from God. Second Timothy 1, 7, For God has not given us the spirit of 
fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You've got to recognize that God is not the source of fear. And He never calls you to do something based on fear. Anytime you're walking out something and it's based on fear, it's not God. And Listen, if you're, it, no matter what it is, if the motivation is fear, it's not God. You're not walking by faith. You're walking out of desperation and emotion. Listen to me. That's not the way God works. Recognize the source. Number two, rely on the Savior. In other words, trust God. Uh, the psalmist says, For when time I am afraid, I will trust in you. Psalm 56, verse 3 and 4. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God. I'll praise His word. In God I've put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? Amen? And so the message begins now. <laughs> I'm going to cover uh, number two and number three. The number two enemy of fear is, I mean of faith, sorry. Number two enemy of faith is doubt. Number two enemy of faith is what? Doubt, doubt. Doubt is not the same as fear. Doubt means to withdraw oneself. It means to separate oneself. Doubt means to stagger. It means to hesitate. Doubt is to question the character and ability of God. In other words, doubt.